Welcome to the Racket Rundown podcast. We are smack in the middle of the Australian Open, and what a tournament it's been thus far. We've had a absolutely ludicrous amount of five-setters, an unbelievable set of matches that have gone to deciding breakers, both on the men's and women's side. And it's uh, it's shaping up to be a excellent slate for these latter stages of the tournament. Um, guys, I mean, let's let's start with some of the upsets that we've seen. Of course, of course the, the biggest one likely being Holger Runa um, out uh, in Australia. So what, do you, what stands out to you guys about uh, the past week or so as uh, the biggest upsets? And, and then uh, as we look to the next week of the tournament, who are you looking at as uh, potentially being on upset alert? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the one at the very top uh, that shook up the draw was Holger Zell. That's, um, you know, all three of us were were wrong about the semifinalists in that in that set our semifinalist pick in that section. Um, but I mean, yeah, up top, uh, no, uh, yeah, as a Last we said nothing. Nothing's really changed much. It's like you know how we feel there, but yeah, I mean, it's a f- quite a doozy uh, of matches throughout the throughout the course of, of week one. Um, you know, but especially that yeah that day five having two fifth set breakers. Uh, you know what was it? another two set to love comeback from Nori, two set to love comeback from Medvedev later in the day. I mean, pretty much uh yeah, I mean I stayed up through a lot of it and obviously this is Australia, so it's peak set it's peak sleep deprivation time for us here in the States. <laughs> um but no matter how hard you tried pretty much there 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 was something you missed on day five at the very least. Um I I woke up to, you know, the Obviously, the Rabakina longest, what was it, deciding sub breaker in 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 history. I woke up to the seeing that result in Medvedev down two sets to one by the time I'd woken up. But yeah, just just insane there. Um, I guess and uh, not completely true about the very top. You know, Zverev squeaking through some very very tough matches until the third round, and you know, as as I just said, Medvedev. Having to claw back two sets down against Rusevori, finishing just short, just shy of four a.m. in Australia. Um, yeah. What about uh, let's 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 uh, let's look at Zverev a little bit. Let's see his path and let's discuss that third round briefly. What happened, uh, Alex Mickelson? Uh, you know, I was expecting a little bit more out of the young American, and. Uh, gotta say i know he's young i know he's got time and i want to see him improve and i'm sure he's gonna learn from this loss but uh that was decisive and uh uninspired performance but uh yeah i don't read too much into it um you know but let's keep things in perspective you know he's 19 years old the dude was ranked 600 at the beginning of last year he's made a meteoric rise winning challengers you know, winning main draw matches this past year, Newport final, yada, yada. And, you know, he beats one of the hottest players on tour coming in. Um, yeah, and Jerry Lehechka in the previous round in four sets. Phenomenal match. 
you know, he's human. Players are human. The young guys are human. We've been seeing that a lot this week. I think he just had a flat match and, you know, Sasha can be the guy sometimes where if he just grinds you down and, and, you know, he can be one that can just kind of like settle in for long rallies and, you know, be tough to hit past. And, you know, he, he gives, you know, big three trouble, you know, many times. So I don't yeah, think I was, I was really hoping for the, uh, for Alex to, to win that one just because, you know, would have been nice, especially over Zverev, but you know, it's okay. I think, uh, yeah, huge upside, huge upside, huge upside for Alex. Uh, looking forward to him yeah. continue to improve that ranking and he'll and, improve his movement more and, um, his stamina. Th that'll come with time. So I'm yeah. not worried. Yeah. Very, so, uh, very much, uh, point of contention in in recent 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 shows is is the is the take on Alex Mickelson. I will say, you know, the the first uh this was really the first look I've I've got I mean I only was up for a set, but um it was really like the first type of real action I've seen of him since Newport. And uh I don't know, for someone yeah, I mean Ryan's the one that follows college tennis more thoroughly, so like uh, the the read that I got on on his game is like it seemed like a very it's like a, a, a more firepower like sort of sort of gimmicky player you know not not quite Brooksby esque but like um just one of those Funky. more yeah one of the more, more like, like yeah yeah I I don't it's gimmicky you know it's uh yeah I I is that is that how how's the you know typical read on him been through college uh, well he he passed on um university of georgia so he hasn't sorry, played sorry not cost yeah I high, school. high school no like, i mean it's cool i mean we've seen so many college breakthroughs on tour recently so you'd be forgiven to forget that i mean you know let's look you know, you know cam nori is a couple college players in the fourth round like cam nori from tcu nuno borg has just had that uh, upset win on Grigor, oh, yeah, that was that he went to he went to Mississippi one. State. That was a shocker. So, you know, what, we're really uh, seeing what's Missy, is Mississippi is Mississippi State a D one school? Yeah, they're a SEC school. Um, they're not known for the tennis program, but uh, Nuno did come from there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just showing that the explosion of the college to pro pipeline um, in the last several years, um, spearheaded initially by you know John Isner back in the day um so you know it's 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 a big it's a big thing now so that's awesome yeah we look forward to seeing more yeah. college players uh breaking yep. through in, in the pros um but yeah zooming out from that and, and talking a little bit more about the american men as a whole um the last man standing um is taylor fritz uh, he's got a tall order uh, facing Stefano Tsitsipas in Australia. You know, that's uh, it's not an easy match. Um, I'm a little bit just uh, disgruntled with the American men, especially the way that some of them have gone out. You know, Tommy Paul in particular. Uh, that that was, I mean, that was kind of a, a crazy um, just uh, – Crazy loss. I mean, from match points to not winning a game, I mean, he just went completely away. And uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of uncertain, like, you know, what's going on? Cause I mean, a, a guy like Tommy Ball, for example, is, he's an older guy. I mean, he's, he's like, how old is Tommy at this point? 25, 26. Uh, yeah, he's, um, 26. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think at 26 years old, you know, you, you've ironed out the mental toughness kinks and whatnot. And like, yeah, I mean, I think it, what was more shocking was the way he faded away uh, versus just losing the match points, uh, you know. And, yeah, you know, Kikmanovic is, is a great player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you make of that loss in particular? Yeah, I mean, as a – forget it. Obviously, went out 6-0 in the fifth, so – and yeah, you know, watching the the most of those games, he he was hardly winning points, let alone coming close to you know winning a game until the very last one. I think through five zero, he had won three points the entire set. Um, so it's yeah, no, he he absolutely he went out on a whimper. It's and, and I mean yet again, it's uh, it's my jinx coming through uh with. With, you know, up until that point, it did seem like he he was he had played a very clutch match. He had saved three of eighteen, um, three. He had he had saved fifteen of eighteen break points. He'd faced through four sets, and I literally said this in our group chat. What well, as as he approached match point in the in the fourth set breaker that he'd played such a clutch match that, and he'd said it at love thirty to prevent um being broken for the set earlier in the fourth, but. Yeah, from literally that point on, it it just all fell apart for him, and um, I did get a kick out of out of Chris Fowler's frustration in the in the fifth set. Uh, you know, I he he may have been like the rest of us, just you know, he he just like me for real. He he had Tommy Paul money line, but um, yeah, no, he justifiably so is. I I feel like Tommy just kind of ran out of gas, but you know, on the other on the other side so- other side of the coin, um, Getzmanovich, um, yeah, really from that break throughout the course of that break or through the end of the set, you know, he he got into a really real zone, um, off the ground where he you know recognized he was hitting a bigger ball than Tommy Paul, and he was also, um, you know, he was just very he was he was content to keep keep rallying with him until he got got a hold of a short ball and yeah is 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 as impressive of it as i've seen ketsmanovich play since you know i'd have to say like mid 2022 when he got off to such a great start that year um you know i i I, obviously a lot of us are super impressed with that alcaraz match in miami um with him and you know it's kind of tapered off since but you know phenomenal effort from him back-to-back five setters saving match points um, three against Struff in in a deciding set breaker in the second round, and then two against Tommy. Um, but yeah, all uh, overall, it's definitely a very, very disappointing tournament for the for the biggest names in American tennis right now. Um, you know, Tiafo went out to rough rough draw with thomas mohawk but you know it was it wasn't really even all that close in this in the second round um yeah he went out tommy and tommy going out and on a on a whimper in the fifth and uh i'm missing someone who's um you said tiafo sebi corda won a couple yeah. ratings 
but uh, lost to Rublev in straights. He thought, you know, maybe that was a match where Sebi could pull that upset. You know, he had beaten um, a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, he beat um, Dan Daniel Medvedev here. Um, that was like, that yeah, was last year. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's one where you thought, you know, he had a chance against Rublev. Um, oh, yeah. He also beat Hercouch too here last year. And then. Did we already mention Ben Sheldon? Yeah, no, I was just, say, just about to say, yeah, Ben ah, Shelton losing um, to 35-year-old Adrian Monarino off, off two five-setters was, was also disheartening. Um, yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 uh, this is a sad state of affairs for American men's tennis. I mean, I got to say, I, I, I still think our, you know, I'm so optimistic about our, our future with these, with these, you know, some of these young guys, you know, and, you know, I, I think it, the game, it takes much longer to develop because the game has gotten more physical because players are hitting harder than ever with more power. And, you know, there's more, more emphasis on sports science, on training, on recovery, on dieting than ever before. You know, you're not going to have it all figured out, you know, as a teenager, or even, you know, the young 20s, unless you're a like phenom like Alcaraz. And even then he still has things to work on. But, you know, this isn't like the 1970s or 80s anymore where you have, you know, teens just breaking through and, you know, dominant winning majors at a young age. You know, you know, your V-Lenders and your um, your Connors and your your um, your Beckers and of the world. And it, it's very hard. To, Michael Chang's of the world. It's very hard to uh, replicate that now. And, you know, like I said, I think just think the depth of the tour is so tough. You know, it's it's cutthroat to have that consistency week to week because, you know, the difference in level between the top 10 versus the someone in the top 200 is not very much at all. You know, a lot of it's mental and some of it's just consistency and stamina, honestly. So I think that's big, you know, is like the top 20 level as good as it was maybe 10, 15 years ago when you had guys like Burdick, Ferrer, Soderling, now Bandian, Del Potro, Chilich in the top 10. No, probably not as deep a top 10 or top 20, but the overall depth on the tour, if you throw in the minor leagues and players, you know, fighting for the top 100 is so tough right now. Um, so I think that's just a big factor that many are overlooking um, when we talk about. Yeah, I mean, know, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think biggest example of that's Nuno, this tournament. I, that that came out of nowhere. That, that yeah. I... I I really thought Grigor was like, you know, after getting Grigor had a tough first two rounds with, uh, you know, being dealt Fucevic, who's been a bit of a giant killer first round. And then, and then, uh, got Kaganakis in Australia in the second round. Yeah. I really thought getting Nuno instead of Davidovich Fokino, who, you know, he also upset, um, ADF and straights and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought after getting Nuno, he'd finally get you know a match in in straights to to set up that Dimitrov Medvedev match. Um, yeah, it really just yeah came out of nowhere. I, unfortunate for him because uh, obviously he was coming in when, on such a high, winning his first title in six years. Um, but yeah, as just just not meant to be for for Grigor to i mean get the deep run that i think every pretty much everybody thought he was he was primed for here what's uh what's uh brighten up the podcast a little bit now let's talk about guys who are looking good right let's talk about some fellows here 
looking pretty strong heading into the second week. Um, we got a couple of our usual suspects still hanging around here. Carlitos, you know, he doesn't look great, but he's he's doing he's he's doing all right. Um, and yeah, Medvedev's obviously looked a little bit shaky. Novak's looked a little bit shaky. Is there anyone? You know, I guess Yannick Sinner is that guy. I mean, Yannick is looking sharp. I honestly, from these first few rounds, get the feeling that if Yannick continues on this trajectory and he faces Novak and he plays the way he's playing right now, I would probably bet on Sinner to take Novak out in Australia in a five-set battle. Uh, I don't know if I can go that far, you know. Uh I, I get Novak's been a little hampered so far in his early rounds with some injuries and, you know, I did he, love Novak wouldn't be dropping sets to Prismich and Papirano, though both of them played phenomenal matches in all, in all res due respect. Um, you know, as, as a 10 time champ here and someone who, you know, hasn't lost uh, since, you know, 2018 here to, that was to Chung. And then Istman the year before, but other than those two matches, you know, has been undefeated for so long here. Um, I just, uh, I, 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 you have to respect Djokovic's legacy here, uh, even against a Yannick Sinner who's peaking and playing the best tennis coming off the brilliant World Tour finals uh, last year. You got to also keep in mind, Novak's going to be slated to play Boss, and I know. He absolutely went to town on Sitsipas last year. But I truly believe that the way Sitsipas is playing, he's got a good chance of at least pushing Novak four, maybe five sets, given the way Novak's been playing right now. And I know I'm making the assumption that Sitsipas makes it to the quarterfinal. But with all due respect to everybody in, in his section, I think Sitsipas is the favorite to do that. I mean, Djokovic will, Djokovic will get better too. He already, I mean, he looked a whole lot better his last, his most recent match in in the third round, um, and you know he's probably only gonna get an opportunity to get sharper tonight with um, you know, Manorino now thirty five year old off off three straight five setters, uh, the Shelton match being you know just short of five hours. And, um, you know, being on short rest now for Djokovic's first day session match in, in three years at the tournament. Um, that's also something that would be interesting in a semifinal because, you know, being, being in the, what is it, top section, uh, they'll, they'll be first, so they'll be playing the first semifinal. So, you know, they, they'll be playing in the day. Um, potentially, um, I'm not sure, you know, how much maybe they, they'd, you know, they'd honor a request if, if someone, if Djokovic or, or, you know, Sinner wanted to play that match at night, but, uh, you know, that, that's where I, I think conditions could, could be a factor, but, uh, other than that, you know, Tsitsipas is, is Novak's pigeon, so is, or has become Novak's pigeon for the last couple of years. And you know, Fritz as Fritz always has been his pigeon aside from the Abtair match in in uh twenty twenty one. Um 
I yeah, Ed, Sinner has played the best tennis of of anybody this tournament, but um, it hasn't really you know been tested. Uh, who's he? Who's he played to this point? Is that? Yeah, I guess Bodic no, in the no first round was Baez, um, and then DeJong and Van de Zandschulp. So yeah, I mean, but... yeah, Bodic was really the only only good good player. Uh, yeah. Relatively, they're all great players. I know. Yeah, but uh, Baez has improved a whole lot. But I mean, there's nothing he can on hard. But there's there's nothing he can do with you know center center a, a well playing center. So yeah, I mean, untested for the most part. Um, but. Well, I we'll probably see. Uh, we get a good read on you know if depending on how Handley handles Kachinov because Kachinov is, you know, he's been he's become one of the guys over the last like year plus that's just um, you know, consistently goes under the radar and um, still has found himself in in all these quarterfinals, a couple of his first semifinals at majors and. Uh, in the last year or year or so, um, you know, he's he's always a good litmus test for that. So we'll see, we'll see how Sinner looks. You know, if the if this demolition derby keeps up there, then yeah, he's he, he's pretty much stamped that he's you know in in awesome form that validates it. Um, but I guess I I mean he I felt before the tournament that of the top guys he had. Um, you know, the best looking draw to get to the get to the back end of this tournament. Um I do I I do think, you know, CT Plaza does still have, you know, the goods to to make things, you know, competitive enough where if he can nick a set, you I I I do think the only way Djokovic loses this tournament is you see something like US Open twenty twenty one where, you know, the the just uh, each additional bit of you know wear and tear he has throughout the tournament ends up adding up at the end. Where um, obviously it'll be tough if you get a center Alcaraz back to back, especially um, you know if he's dropping dropped sets and you know like what potentially three, four, five, you know three, four matches going into a semi or a final. Um, that I think that's that's the only way he'd he'd lose he'd lose this tournament. I'd be in a position where I'd I'd pick him losing in this tournament. But I mean, given precedent, he's he's played this this tournament the last two times injured, and you know he's 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 just found a way to you know manage it and and wait it out till it gets better by the end of the tournament. So. Um, you know, I don't think there's there's any reason to think he wouldn't by the end um at these final stages again. Yeah. So as we look uh to the round of sixteen match action here, what do we expect? Anything that's uh out of the ordinary for any of the top guys? Yeah, I'll I'll throw in a bold prediction because I got burned with Arthur Feast. So, you know, I'm time and I'm going to redeem myself. Um, I'll say Hubie Hercatch makes the semi here. Uh, Hubie's had a great week so far. I think you're going to get burned. Um, he's only been broken four times through three matches. Round one, 24 aces, one double. 
round two, 19 aces, two doubles. Round three, 17 aces, three doubles. Um, you know, you know, I know he's dropped some sets to Umber and Mensik, um, but you know, I, I really think that you know Hubie's due for a deep run. You know, he's only has that only been to a Slam quarterfinal once, and that was at Wimbledon semi uh, way back in 2021. Um, and so I think you know he's got Kazo next, who's had a dream week beating Amruna, and then following that up with a beautiful win on Greek Spore in straight sets. Um, but I think Kirkash is too much firepower and will put him away. Um, and then next up is likely Medvedev. And believe it or not, Hubie actually leads that head-to-head -head, um, three to two. Uh, he beat him during that Wimbledon run. Uh, he's also beaten him at um, the uh, World at um, Miami and then Halle back in 2022 as well. So he's beaten him um, on grass and on hard. And you know, I really think that you know. Medi is looked great, looked great against Felix, but I think that late finish will catch up to him. Um, that late finish uh, back in his um, in his round two match over Rusevori, I think that's going to eventually catch up to him. Um, you know, so we'll, we will, we shall see what happens there. But I think uh, my bold take is uh, Hubi to the semis. My bold take would be Hubi losing next round. I'm just joking, kind of. Uh, no, but I think uh, Kekmanovic, I expect to push Alcaraz for sure. Um, I think that, uh, you know, that Miami match was super fun to watch. When I say push, I think he'll take a set. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think Carlos has looked okay so far, but I think he's really going to dial it in once uh, the quarters start and he plays up against Zverev. Um, and in the top half, I'm expecting... Sinner and Rublev to absolutely stage an epic. Um, I, I expect that to go five sets. I think Rublev's really improved, and I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if we can lock in Rublev over Demon right now. Demon yeah. is playing great tennis, you know. Yeah, I don't think we can. One set through three matches, and that was to Milos Raonic before he got hurt. Oh, yeah. What is a little, the little Raonic plug? A little, little Raonic plug. You know that well, was a brutal draw for for Demon. I mean, Raonic, a former semifinalist here back in uh, 20, 2016, where he was a set away from the final and a five set epic for Sandy Murray. Um, you know the brutal first round, brutal draw, and then two talented um, Italian young Italians back to back in Arnaldi and Caboli. Um, beat both of those guys convincingly in straights. So I think he can take out Rublev. I, that's a 50-50 match. You could go yeah. either way. Um, certainly Rublev's look good. That that straight sets win over Korda was um, peak peak stuff. Um, but so what's going on with Demon? What's the difference? Well, he loves playing in Australia. That much hasn't changed. Um, you know, he's a good runs United Cup and and here in the past. Um, I but I really think that. You know, I think Nick on the on the call. Uh, I'll let you finish, but I think Nick on the call pointed out that uh, that he, I, I think he said Demon's like buffed up a little bit too in the in this off season. I could see that. I could definitely see that. That makes sense. Got a little bit more firepower. Yeah, I think his stamina has improved too. Um, yeah, his physique and stamina, I think, are the two biggest things. Um. Yeah, and really, I mean, he he was coming off the best year of his career last season, which true. went you know a little bit under the radar because he didn't finish top ten or, um, what was or, um, like win a big title really. Uh, I, 
He won. He won Acapulco last year, but uh, other than that, went pretty under the radar. I think uh, a lot of a lot of big milestones for him last year. You know, ma- making his first Masters final, and um, you know, again, he's so good in team competitions, taking Australia to the finals and in Davis Cup as well, and just making life hell for Andy Murray for for metalhead Andy Murray. And uh, for for Novak to start the year too, even though he was Novak was dealing with his wrist, but still, um, you know, I think that gave him a huge amount of confidence. Um, you know, being able to to know that I can beat you know one of the greatest of all time. I can you know if I can beat him, I can beat anyone basically. Um, so I think I think that gave him a huge amount of confidence coming in. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think actually, you know. I I did talk about um you know center pre pre tournament uh, but you know to this point I get it you have to say Alcaraz's path also not all that all that much more to you know he's Sonego ain't the easiest second round but you know he, other than that he's not really gonna be um Katsmanovich the thing with he's he's we'll see how much he's got left in the tank with the you know, two straight tough five setters. Uh, you know, Alcaraz, one of the last guys you want to play with with the with the tank. Anything other than full. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's he's he's good. It, those two matches with you know Zverev, Medvedev back to back are obviously what he what he's gonna need to you know prime for. Um. It because you know good seeing Cam Norrie back. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since. Yeah, he, great he, win on on a uh, Casper who was in who was in great form to start the year. Was yeah, exactly. he hasn't. Yeah, it feels like he hasn't been this deep in a major in a while now too. Uh, you know, I even even though he start obviously everyone knows last year he finished. So it was such a rough you know after really February for or, you know March or so for him last year. Um, but even last year, I think he lost early at in in Australia too. Um, so yeah, I mean, great win for him, and um, yeah, I mean, I thought it is like as as entertaining as it could get to to get here. You know, there's so many matches we still we haven't talked about with like it with Casper Purcell, yeah. I, Obviously, we don't get to see every single match in in Australia, but you know, to my eye, I think Casper versus Purcell was the best match I've seen at at this year's tournament thus far. With you know, Purcell hitting ninety three winners and still losing, you know, a la Verdasco in in two thousand nine, and you know, Klein also hit north of ninety winners too. I think he was what two points away from upsetting Zverev, you know, super close there. Um, that was just an awesome, like, couple hours for t- for men's tennis because you have two five-set uh, tiebreakers to determine at the same time, um, which was absolutely wild. Even One of the even best days in tennis history, period. Even uh, that, absolutely, yeah. Even that sets, you know, Rublev Sabach Vilch turned into a hell of a mat, a hell of a finish on day one or two. Um, you know, he's 
I, I really don't know how, how, you know, Tiago's record is what it is. Obviously, like, it, you know, it doesn't seem like the nicest guy, but like on, on a court, you know, he, he really just flashes he, in those two matches, you know, where the Rublev here and obviously the upset of Medvedev last year, you know, especially on hardcore, his record being as bad as it is. It's, it's crazy because he, you know, he's, he really lit it up, you know, when, when he's on, he's, he's, he's crazy to watch. Um, I feel like I'm deaf. Oh yeah. I, I, we, we didn't really, we didn't really get that deep into Manorino and Shelton, but I guess I, I didn't really watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch that one aside from the very end. Um, but yeah, the Adrian Manorino phenomenon, uh, keeping up, he just, you know, seemingly keeps on getting better with, uh, with age. He's playing the best, best tennis of his career right now. And, uh, you know, he hadn't really had, he hadn't had much success in slams until really we hit the 2020s. Um, I think he's made the Aussie Open fourth round now for a third time, which he, you know, he had never done until 2020, if I if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I mean, just incredible. I mean, also Kachmanovich, Struff, eleven nine in a yeah. final breaker. Um, you know, it's just. That the craziest thing about day five was that there was all of one men's match that was straight sets, and that was um Nuno over um over ADF, which was a shocking, yeah, result. that was a shock. Yeah, the, the, every the, other result was four or five sets. Um, and now, like I said, it goes back to the depth on the tour, it goes back to the margins between the top 20, top 30, uh, versus top 100, top 150 is very very slim it's not much at all and um you know i think that's good for tennis honestly i, I really do um you know you you see players peaking against great players on, on both the men's and women's side and you know great for the fans to watch so yeah and i mean look quite a quite a you know a couple pickums today with you know, obviously we noted rublev demon or um, even Fritz, 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 Fritz is Fritz. sort of a pick uh, with, you know, you give, you give Fritz a shot there, a puncher's chance, you know? Uh, yeah, Taylor, Taylor did lead him two sets to one at this tournament two years ago, I think, in the same stage. Um, yeah, I think it was, in the, it was also in the fourth round, so it's a rematch there, and, you know, Fritz has looked a whole lot better since that opening round match. Um you know, but it took care of you know Fabian Morosian uh, a whole lot easier than I thought, even though he dropped the opening set. So you know that should be that should be a good one. Uh, obviously, you know Steph continues to. It's it's so weird how how his major results are with you know he's always awesome in Australia, uh, his highs are awesome in in Paris, and then it just seems to drop off a cliff. Obviously, he's made the fourth round of Wimbledon a couple times now. But he's just—he's still yet to make the second week at the U.S. Open. Um, but yeah, as as ever, you know, he's he's back to looking good in in Australia, even with you know a you know kind of tinkered with serve motion, probably due to his back injury. Um, but yeah, those those two men's matches uh, 
you know, those, those should be a lot of fun. And, you know, we're creeping closer to, as I said, you know, Zverev and, and Alcaraz and Medvedev and Alcaraz potentially, as well, obviously, who'll be potentially um, playing, playing Medvedev. That's also been a pretty, you know, decently, decently uh, contested match. I, you know, as far as I can remember, most of those matches have always been close. Um, all you know, Arthur Kozoa. I don't. I hadn't really watched much of this kid uh, until this tournament. But yeah, I mean, he's he's looked awesome. Uh, I make a bold pick and take him over. Who who be? I wouldn't be surprised. To, uh... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I, he he should be fresh. I and who be? You know, you never know where that landmine is for when he just throws in an absolute clunker of a match in in these in these in these slams, but. Nonetheless, you know, to his credit, he's looked great to start this year. Should have beaten Zverev at, at United Cup. And, uh, you know, that definitely I think the guys in the in that top half uh, looking sharper to this point, but we're probably going to be getting more signature matches through the quarterfinals and in, in the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, despite Zverev and, and Medvedev looking a bit rocky, um, throughout this tournament. Yep. So, I mean, I think as we speak, some of these, uh, some of these matches are kicking off for the fourth round. Uh, you know, Novak's underway against Manorino. Looks like he's got an early lead and Sitsi uh, Post and Fritz are getting ready to go to battle. So looking forward to seeing what comes of this action. And then uh, we'll look to recap uh, later this week. Thanks for tuning in.